to apologize. Because we've begun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's indoor adventure in our homebrew setting. I always get really used to saying uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, but that is not the case on Mondays. On Mondays, instead, we get to go through with our lovely cast of characters in a world all of my choosing. Now, before we begin, oh, geez, it's getting, it's getting oh so hot in here. Look at this. Look at that. We have wonderful art by Danae Keener on a shirt. And the glow effect looks incredible. I just want to say, really knocked it out of the park. It's one of those triple triple polymer shirts that RJ is so desperately in love with. So I just want to say, nice and soft, 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 soft. And not only that, but another shirt came in, one designed by our very own Cyber Wolf, which is... The real dragons were the friends we made along the way, which also includes little pixel versions of ourselves, which I think is really great and fun. And oh my God, I'm going to be wearing these shirts everywhere because they're actually really nice. Uh, so if you're interested in checking out one of those shirts, uh, there is a link to our merch store, the in-store adventures, uh, located uh, below in the chat. Um or not in the chat, but in the description of not only this video or this audio cast, but also the stream. Uh, so if you're if you're looking on getting some sweet swag to to help get you through the cold months, now is the time. Or if you want uh, clothes for when it's hot, we also have tank tops and crop tops. So yippee! Uh, so that is enough for for my little ad at the beginning for our merch because oh my god, it really is just super comfy. Um, but uh, where we left off last week, you guys had uh, continued your adventure on the Midnight's Dancer, a ship that was piloted uh, by not only Captain Oliviette, but also her first mate and quartermaster, Alvar Dalcor, a human man who kind of had to take up the mantle of ship captain during her inexcused absence uh having it sent having gotten sent to the moon with our dear eladrin paladin coriander uh after a quick jaunt into a small mile wide island where you ended up losing a member of your crew uh a half elf named dorash which i said in the last episode that dorash came back i was just having difficulty with their names at the time dorash was the one who had died uh, while out on the island. Uh, and in an attempt to bring him back to help, uh, to help Torga out, Calum actually, uh, he did a no-no. Uh, he accidentally raised the dead, uh, causing Blake to get very, very upset, uh, as Blake is not a fan of undead on principle. So the fact that one of his party members kind of helped create one right before him when he thought he was doing prayer things was actually kind of not okay. Um, furthermore, we ended up getting back onto the boat uh, where overnight you guys were assaulted by a pair or by a set of these uh, avian, uh, avian pirates who eventually landed on your ship and said that you must either pay them or die, uh, to which you guys successfully and easily slayed them uh, as Coriander and Captain Oliviette showed back up, both wreathed in a silvery fire. 
Coriander then uh, took the time to talk uh, to the rest of you as well as uh, with Captain Olivier chiming in about what they had seen on the moon, uh, filling you in about uh, this oncoming dark star, as well as the... Uh, as well as the uh, arrival of these worm-filled beasts that they kind of had to combat on the moon. Um, but that ended up coming to a close rather quickly, uh, and you guys began to confront Calum about the spirit residing within his shield, because once again, uh, you found out that Calum was harboring an undead spirit uh, within his shield, which, Blake, not a fan, Corey, not a fan. Gwen, this rum's pretty good. Uh, and for the most part, you guys uh, had a, a pretty quality evening uh, where, Calum, you were going to go and identify the items that you guys had found while on the island. And, uh, Blake, you had just received a message from, uh, from an old friend, which, if I have over here in my notes that are super important to keep all the time uh it said 25 words where are you heading i have things to send but no address i heard a song that reminded me of you be careful and that is where we will pick up tonight so blake is about to say and just like breaches for his writing pack or writing kit and everything and gets it out and just like has this panic expression because i know he just said something like really horrible uh so y'all all just notice him just like stop and not say anything and just take out a bunch of paper and start writing and after we didn't understand this right no it was just okay. sent to blake but you guys uh you guys were having a conversation, uh, I believe the three of you, uh, as Caleb had kind of walked off. Uh, and then that is when Blake in the middle, uh, or like right after a sentence kind of heated, just stops, grabs a writing, pa uh, a writing pad and quill and just begins scribbling furiously. You okay there, buddy? Headed to Isle of Rask. No permanent address yet. Next stop, Burn Forest. Look into the Dark Star, please. I'm sorry if I hurt you. Don't think sorry. he's talking to us. Oh, okay. I was a little confused there. Uh, sorry, uh, that was Macarth. Oh! Oh. She was uh, wondering where she could send some stuff. Out of character, do we know what happened between him and Macoth? No, I don't think Blake has told you about the specifics of uh, what happened post uh, post communion with the dragon. You more have just right. said like, this is what happened during this time. But the specifics of it are are very much uh, a little I, a little broken up. I don't think I ever mentioned that I was with Macoth, but you know everything that happened between him and the dragon. 
That's true. Oh, McCall, that's very interesting, actually. The last we spoke with her was about the catnap. Yeah. Yeah, did she have more info about that? Uh, no. Uh, that might be included in the stuff that she wants to send us, I guess. That's fortuitous, then, that she should commune with us at this hour. Why did you look so upset? Uh, my last uh, in-person conversation with MacArthur didn't go that well. On my end. Oh. Oh. Did you, like, make a move on her or something? I threw her against a wall. Nice. Not nice. Oh. Uh, that was when I got in contact with Tall, Dark, and Scaly. My, my patron. Oh. Got it. Wait, she was there when you met him? Yep. Oh. That's weird. Right? That's weird? That's not weird. <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> it's weird to me. Uh, you're, you okay? Like, you two cool now? Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, you saw me uh, writing a letter to her whenever we left Shroudport. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm guessing this is just a correspondence from that. She, she didn't seem angry. That's good. Uh, is, there, yeah. is there something going on between you two? Like, what? It, anything. There just seems to be a bit of, I, I'm getting a kind of an evasive vibe talking about this whole thing. Uh, I, I don't feel like there should be. Uh, every, right. Everything that's happened between us, either y'all were there for or was very, very traumatic for me. Oh, okay. All right. Just, just checking. Cause if, if we meet up with her later, I need to know if I should, you know, be a go between so you don't have to talk to her. Uh, no, I, I think it should be fine. Okay. Just checking. Coriander is going to like go like this to uh, Calum's shield, like <laughs> the two eyes into her eyes, and then the two eyes into the two eyes on the shield. The I'm watching you hand motion. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna have to deal with that. Are we? Is it bad? I mean, I have a ghost living inside of me. Is that not good? Yeah, and so do I. Mine's definitely not. Mine's awesome. Yes, and we know that. Yeah. Uh, 
you, you know exactly where your ghost came from. The thing is, is that Caleb hasn't been able to tell me exactly where his ghost came from. And it's also inside an artifact, which I don't trust at all. Uh, should we like maybe ask it? I've tried, trust me. It doesn't want to talk to me. Uh, well, maybe it'll talk to someone who's less intense, which doesn't usually describe me, but in this case it might. Cor Coriander is, is a little taken aback by the fact that Gwen is the one that's supposed to be less intense. <laughs> she's, uh, <what? laughs> she, she's just she's just like trying like trying to work out the logic of that in her brain mm -hmm. i'm gonna sit down with the shield uh why don't you guys go like not here that's probably for the best i think give you a little space if there's anything that happens. Smash the shield. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> uh, how about you just, you know, yell out for one of us? First. All right, all right, that that could work. If it's if it talks to you and it yeah. wants you to do things, don't do them. Right. Okay. Don't. Yes. Keith Tybra. Oh, okay. Come here, girl. And I'm going to pat next to me. Coriander will back away slowly and then back behind the mast and then go behind the mast and then peek out and then go back behind the mast. Like peeking out from the other side of the mast. <laughs> <laughs> not that big. You guys are like mostly not behind it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like Blake's horns stick out on one side and his tail sticks out the other. Corey just has this faint glow. <laughs> You know, uh, it really is bad that we're not, that we are more intense than our barbarian friend. I don't know what you're talking about. I am subtle. <laughs> Pokes head out again. Yes. <laughs> All right. Vibrant uh, construction, uh, construction orange hair. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sticking out from behind the mast and then she pokes back behind right uh yeah so Gwen's gonna like sit down cross-legged hold up the shield in front of her um and she's gonna a uh 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 gray skull sorry keep thinking graybeard gray skull <laughs> do, you yeah, hey, any, what's up? do you get any vibes off this thing yeah it looks really solid could probably block some really good hits. I mean, not one of ours. Right, right. Nothing right. could stop no. our. Nothing could stop our strike. Don't be right, ridiculous. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I mean like like otherworldly, like afterlife vibes. Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not really that kind of fighter. Um, yeah, but you are dead. Well, I mean, lots of things are dead. If I All could right, just put my hands out and say, oh, dead things, tell me what you are. We're on the sea. A lot of people die on the sea. I'd probably just piss off a lot of sailor ghosts. Fair enough. All right. Stand back, sir. And I'm going to look at the shield. Is the little, is the, 
it's a girl, right? It was a small humanoid form. Yeah. Um, do I see it? No. You see uh, what looks to be two eyes etched into a, in, etched into the shield above seven stars etched underneath them uh, as part of the shield's pattern. And if anything, you can just kind of see yourself reflected uh, in the moonlight. All right. Gwen is going to sit and kind of meditate with it for a second, like saying under her breath, shield dude. I'm not here to harm you. I am a friend of Calum's. I wish to commune with you for science purposes. Please come forth, for I wish to speak with you. Nothing. Okay. There is no response. Your your cry. Your your whispered prayer. And surprisingly, the closest Gwen whisper that we've had so yeah. far. So <laughs> I've been practicing. Kudos, kudos. <laughs> uh, so in the in the Gwen whisper that you can, uh, you hear your words echo out, and then you kind of open one eye to look back into the shield, and you can see what looks to be these what almost appears to be these glinting lights kind of shining back at you and your eyes open up and you get really excited and you realize that it's just the light reflecting off of the shield onto your jewelry, reflecting back onto ah. the shield. All right, bringing out the big guns. I want to pull out my flute and start to play the, the chant I played uh, to get into Blake's zone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Do you want me to roll a performance on that? Sure. Gotta pull up my stats. Um, performance is at 16. Okay. Uh, yeah, so with your 16, uh, you set the shield down and you begin, and you pull out your flute and you begin to play the same tune uh, that you had previously. Just do. just kind of echoing into the night. And it's it's very solemn. Uh, it is not like a joyous stomp. Uh, it's not like a, a rabble-rousing song. And the, the kind of haunting feeling it gets just echoing out into the ocean as these waves kind of crash into it and you begin to just continue this song. Uh, but as you look down, you don't see any change on this shield. I put down my flute. I set down the shield on the ship and I scooted away from me. Corey, it spoke to me. It did. She's yes. right behind you. Oh, God. Wait, it's what? Dead. Go forth, small creature, and do the good word of the dread pirate Roberts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who is the Dread Pirate Robbins? <laughs> is this is this an actual deception attempt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see if I'm good at lying. Uh, I'm going to use a nine. red die and take the two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the nine. Okay, well, I rolled a 13. Okay. <laughs> when is lying? 
But Blake doesn't know this. <laughs> no, Blake doesn't know that. It didn't actually speak to you, did it? <laughs> I look at Blake, Blake's just like, <gasps> eyes wide, looking at the ground. <laughs> Who is this person? Uh, when this is serious. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just got bored out here. Um, <laughs> no. No. No, it didn't talk to me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Blake. You know. I got, as whenever you said that, I got the feeling that, like, Dread Pirate Roberts was, like, this sort of ghost pirate. And I really want to kill a ghost now looks to Tuesday night. <laughs> what? 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 What do you have against the guy who owns the marquee? <laughs> Which ghost uh, are you referring to? So, anyways. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is about the time that you've finished your, uh, your magical detection over the gear that you have, and you've heard Gwen uh, just kind of playing this flute. Uh, and you actually get a, it reminds you of it being the same tune that she used when she initially got into the, uh, when she had kind of entered into her spiritual state, uh, where she then gained the powers of, of, uh, of Eulalian Grayskull. But yeah, so, uh, scanning over the items. Uh, you actually find that the staff itself uh, that has this snake head kind of coming off of the top of it is actually magical. Um, and I've already sent you uh, the info on what that magical item is. Um, so I'll leave it to you to, do, to tell your party members about it. But uh, everything else did not have uh, any kind of magical aura on it. Okay. He um, heads back up. Um... During this time, could I have, like, attuned to it? Yep. He heads back up and uh, goes, so, uh, just, like, looks at Gwen, looks at the shield on the floor, <laughs> looks at everyone else. But, uh, um... Hello, Caleb. Hi. Hey. Shakes his head. Uh, so, the staff is, um... Out of everything, they're magical. Uh, it doesn't raise the dead, he says, looking at Blake. Um, well, it sort of... And he spins it down and says the command word. Which is? In Draconic, it's probably Rend. R-E-N-D. Okay. Sweet. And the the top of the staff, the snakehead animates and starts to like slither in place. Is it evil? Well, no, it kind of just like responds to whatever the user says, so like and he thrusts it towards the mast and like jettisons forward. And it just turns its head sideways, and with its snake uh, snake mouth, it just bites onto the mast. It brings him with him? No. no. Oh, just... Okay. And if I say the other command word, then it'll poison whatever it hits? Sweet. 
How how deadly are you talking? Oh, like three d six poison damage, but uh, <laughs> pretty deadly. It'll fuck you up. I don't understand up. these technical terms. Uh, in in Gwen's words, it'll fuck you up. Nice. <laughs> so is it a you thing, or is it like a more like a? Well, a... I'm not sure on the specifics, but I mean, we'll have to try and see if anyone else can use it. Hmm. Or, or what I inherently know that it's only for clerics, druids, and warlocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll relay that it. Looks like it only responds to people with basically a deity. I have a deity. I have a deity. I don't. Don't you? Isn't that dude your deity? Ah, uh, no. He's me. Can we just call him your dad and not you? That's kind of weird. Sure. Alright, cool. I don't think the semantics of... I'm just gonna call Tarlean Tarlean and then like here and he like kind of says the command where to uh, form the staff again and then just like tosses it to someone to see if they can use it. Uh, you would know uh, that in order to use the command word you would have to be attuned to it. So it'll take a while basically. Yeah. They would each have to try an hour apiece. Enough time for that. That's boring. <laughs> I mean, look, you already know that the staff works for you. Why don't you keep it? No. I got my axe. She points to it back. Caleb, thanks for a second. He goes, a spear and a staff? I'd have to switch between both. You could, like, dual wield. And like she motions for like spinning motions on the side, like a flag spin. Oh, I'm not that, I'm not that dexterous. Oh, all right. Maybe we can what teach you. One. I, I much prefer. Uh, what did Farron say? A sword and board style. Uh -uh. <laughs> we'll make it work. It seems like something that would be situationally useful. And mm -hmm. honestly, I trust Caleb's judgment, most of all, to know when to use it. And if he's the only one who can use it, then it's kind of a moot point to begin with. Yeah, totally, dude. This way you could be stealthy. Oh, we could sell it. Mm, <laughs> it's kind of cool, though. <laughs> All right, Caleb. We'll make a we'll make a strap for it for your back. All right. Cool. Oh no. It's been established. And now that he can't speak, so Caleb. <laughs> Sorry, I, right. I just keep on getting bothered. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, how much longer do we have until we get to the place? The island. Uh, by my calculation, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and then another day, and you'll be there. Hmm. Well, good news, we're getting paid the more price. Because um, there was stuff that we had to deal with. Yeah. 
Yeah. What were those bird things, by the way? Does anyone know? You guys could roll history checks if you oh. would like. Oh. <laughs> They're not fey, are they? No, they are not. Surprisingly. That's a that's a dirty 20. Woo. That's 13. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, I got a six on the die. Okay. Don't worry about it. And does Gwen <laughs> care? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Caleb and Blake, both of you would know that uh, these are, that you've heard of bird-esque creatures before like this uh, that typically go by the name Aircocra. Ah. Where am I getting expertise from? <laughs> well, uh, knowledge? Knowledge card? Maybe? Oh, yeah, your proficiency yeah, bonus is doubling. Okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah. They're wing. They're aracocra. They're uh bird people, basically, essentially. Not kankus. Kankus can't fly. They their wings were cursed off of them from their god because of some trickery, if I remember the lore correctly. Still, their voices and their imagination too. Wow! What a dick. There's, an, there's actually a Kenku on the ship. Yeah. Uh, I guess I never asked. So... Uh, your shield's right over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kellum just picks the shield up. Yeah. It's got a few, like, smudge finger marks on it. Definitely Gwen says. <laughs> There's some Cory-sized finger marks on it, too. <laughs> and Blake doesn't have fingerprints, so he's fine. Whoa, really? Yeah. He doesn't have flesh to make the little swirlies. It's just scale. Oh, okay. It's like leather. Yeah. So, like, it's a cool shield. What's the symbol on the front? Oh, it's the um, it's holy symbol of uh, Saloon. Oh. The the moon goddess, right? Well, one of them. One of them. How many are there? You know what? No, nope. nope. Shh, shh. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna go get drunk. Anybody else want a drink? I think I'll cool it for today. Yeah, same here. Coriander says, still staring at the shield. Gilm finds a place to sit and starts polishing the shield face. All right, I'm gonna go chill with the crew. And Gwen's gonna like go downstairs. What's up, bitches? There is a, uh, you hear like one, one cheer back and then two groans as people have been woken up in the middle of their sleep. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, and under uh, the deck, there are uh, your Kanku friend, Bristlebeak, uh, is willing to party with you. Uh, as well as the uh, ship's carpenter, Zorka. Uh, but it looks like the other crewman who uh, who was sleeping down there, Torga, is just kind of like looks at you and kind of just like narrows his eyes a little bit and then just turns over. We have to party quiet. Unless we go on the deck and then we can party loud! <laughs> Sorry. Uh... And they'll, uh, 
Bristlebeak uh, actually pulls out a deck of cards. Uh, Gwen is excited. And just says, party quietly! And just kind of like sits down and sets out some cards and they eventually pull out some mugs as well. All right, we're going to we're going to do bets. Okay. All right. Just whatever game we play. Well, bets silver. All right. So, bets are silver. Um, so roll 2d10. This is percentage dice? Yes. Good. 17. You lose terribly. Uh, and you are actually going to be out 35 silver pieces if you have them at the end. Yes, I do. Okay. Math. You're really bad at gambling. Whoops. All right. So you are going to be spending time uh, doing that. Blake, you are. You have the option of going downstairs and joining Gwen for playing cards. I'm just going to chill. Okay. Sounds good. So then you go and you you find your resting spot. Uh, so that leaves, and, and Cybra is also going to go uh, down under the deck and just hang out with the crewman and with Gwen because uh, she knows that she can get maximum pets by hanging out in a group of people, uh, leaving Corey and Calum on the ship deck. Corey will go hang out in the rigging with her ukulele. Okay. But if uh, Calum stays up on the deck, she will keep an eye on him. Surreptitiously. Uh, <laughs> uh, does Amaris come back out? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, he lights a small lantern, puts it next to him, starts reading a book. And that's probably going to be it. Okay. Yeah, so Corey, you hear, you watch Calum just reading a book throughout most of the evening um, until eventually. Uh, Calum, are you getting ready to... Are you going to meditate or sleep this evening? Well, that's a good question. Oh, I have stuff to find out, so I'm going to uh, meditate. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. And then, Corey, are you also going to be meditating? Yes. Okay. Up on deck. Okay. And then if the option is there, uh, the both of you, I believe, are meditating on deck. Is that where you're meditating, Calum? Or are you going underneath? No, yeah, on deck. Okay. It's a good night, right? Yeah. It's cloudless. It's a little cold, but most everywhere is cold at this point. Yeah. Or silhouetted by the moon. All right. Uh, so yeah, you are going to be beginning your meditation. Corey, you're going to be beginning your meditation. Um, and Corey, yours goes by totally fine. Not big, uh, no big deal. You just think more about, uh, I'm guessing your trip on the, on the moon, trying to go back and like piece together more things. Uh, honestly, yeah, she'll, she'll do that. Um, and then she'll also go back to her memory with, um, Hold on. I know names. Uh, high Elf Jerk. I uh, gave her the book. Oh. Uh, Prescott. <laughs> yes, Prescott. Prescott. I, I was going to say Percival. I knew that was wrong. So, <laughs> so 
yes, she's going to uh, think back on that memory. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so then, Calum, you are uh, you're meditating going into the library once again. Uh, mm. What are you searching for this evening? Uh, information about clones? Yeah, clones. Okay. Uh, make an arcana check. Oh. Okay. On d Beyond, all of my shit is there. Uh, I can do math. Uh, no, I can't. 25. Nice. All right. Uh, so uh, you begin kind of looking through the listings in this library to find out what you know about clones. Uh, and during the uh, kind of like scanning around and, and uh, purveying through, you feel a little lost uh, until eventually you find yourself in that central chamber where the large book is. Uh, and you can actually see that there is what looks to be a, uh, a, a humanoid figure that is this pale moonlit color just sort of like floats up to you. Uh, and then presents down with a book uh, that then reads in the same styling that you know uh, how you usually communicate with Saloon is. Uh, and it says, I am here to help. Uh, what can I help you find? Oh, hello. That's new. Uh, do we have anything about clones, processes, creation, usages? Uh, and as you say that, uh, it fills in into the book and the figure closes it and then uh, just kind of bows towards you and then begins to float away. I have an assistant now? <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and as sorry, you continue what? to just kind of like peer around uh, as and look at these books. As you turn around, you can see that there is what looks to be a large table uh, that has formed in this central area with a chair that's kind of been pulled back. Uh, and you can see that there is a candle that has been lit, kind of set out onto this table as well as an ink and quill. Uh, and it looks to be a uh, almost like a writing station. Calum mm. just eyes it. Uh, and just shakes his head, sits down. Okay. Very familiar. Uh, and eventually, this uh, this figure comes back over, carrying with it a stack of about eight books, uh, and then just sets them down uh, onto this table, and then uh, lean like shifts over toward where its focus is towards you, and opens up its book again, uh, and says, "May I be of assistance?" Uh, if you could hold open some books, that'd be great. Uh, and this figure just sort of bows and then comes over. Uh, and as you spend your evening looking through, uh, looking through these, these books and these notes about clones, you find that, uh, one or two of these stories is more speculative. Uh, you aren't necessarily sure whether or not this is actually talking about a successful clone, or if this is talking about a doppelganger who then was so good at what they did, uh, that they were able to keep up the imitation of that other person 
for years and years and years and years. Uh, and most people had thought it was a clone, but as you continue to read the story, this was more of like a debunking of that tale, saying that this wasn't a clone because the places were too far apart. Uh, you find out that, um, and as you kind of read through these stories, uh, you find that there are these uh, arcane writings about it uh, that are about how you need to have a cubic inch of flesh uh, in order to be able to perform the spell, you need to have a container worth thousands and thousands and thousands of gold to be able to actually incubate the clone inside of uh, for an extended period of time, as there is a gestation period for actually having your clone grow. It's not like you start your clone spell and then by the end of it, there is a fully fleshed clone. They take time to grow. How long? Uh, for a standard clone, uh, you would know that it can take upwards of three months of just sitting in this tank. Uh, and then there is a another book uh, that you begin sifting through, and you actually find the tale of what uh, of what sounds like the like a shadow history of a ruler of one of the islands uh, deep in the southern seas uh, who had apparently gone through the process of making multiple clones uh, as a fail-safe measure, but uh, he, he ended up getting betrayed by his children in a process to kind of facilitate his powers uh, growing into lichdom, but it turned south and actually shattered himself into those different body parts like into those different clones that he had spread around. You son of a bitch. Um, yeah, uh, Caleb is just notating everything. Um, probably casting Mage Hand to get another book up so he could cross-reference. Yeah. Uh, and you spend, uh, you just spend your night doing this and kind of making sure to take down as many notes as you can. Uh, about the overall process, mostly noting that, again, it takes a very extravagant, expensive container to be able to hold a clone as part of the casting. Oh, uh, wait, no. Okay. Okay. Wait. Sorry, my brain went red string corkboard real quick. Um, sure. Caleb's uh, going to, at the end of it, just take all of his notes bang it on the table to strain them up and um uh well thank you and i hope to see you again soon the figure just sort of nods at you and then <laughs> begins putting like picking up the books uh and turning around to begin floating away if i have some spare time i'll help put it away <laughs> okay yeah and you you do it's no it's no real issue and so yeah, overnight you learn uh, you learn about a variety of uh, cloning methodologies as well as debunking popular myths of said cloning. Um, Blake, you are asleep. You have had a, a quality night, and as you kind of drift into this deep sleep, uh, you kind of feel a, a heaviness on the lids of your eyes. 
uh, and you feel a, a weight to your body. Uh, and as you kind of just stir a little bit, as you open them, you see yourself in what looks to be an entirely black vacant space, just devoid of all light, devoid of all color. And you are just kind of floating there. Uh, and then that is when you see a light. Uh, and this light begins to steadily kind of come on. And as it does, you can see the outline of what looks to be a large chair, a large table, uh, all perfectly sized for, uh, for a medium-sized humanoid. Uh, and you feel a warmth kind of coming over your body. And looking around, you can see that there is a... Uh, on the chair itself, where it's this very nice kind of red velvety uh, texture, you can see that there are what look to be gold bands that kind of circle around the sides. Uh, and the fire itself has what looks to be a jade mantelpiece above it that, said, that has what looks to be a letter M that then curls down into an O underneath. Uh, okay. I uh, didn't realize I got dream sequences. <laughs> uh, and as you are, uh, as you say that, uh, a figure stands up, not even 15 feet uh, ahead of where you are, and you can see them kind of coming into light. Uh, and before you standing uh, in this kind of very loose-fitting uh, purplish top, uh, as well at that kind of extends down into a skirt. It's sleeveless, uh, pulled back very messy black hair, uh, two red horns coming from the front and a, band and a bandage uh, over the eyes. And you see Makoth standing in front of you. And she says, well, it's something I've kind of picked up more recently. I figured that this would be easier than just sending messages back and forth to each other. Uh, I guess... So, uh, hi. Hi. Um, and as uh, the two of you kind of exchange this hi, uh, you see behind you, Blake, these two large black dragon claws kind of come down and a snout uh, emerges. Tarlayan's form just kind of peeks in and just says, you. And she looks up at it at Tarlane's body and just says, not now, dear, maybe later. And she brings up a hand and you see Tarlane actually just disappear from the area surrounding you. Uh, and then she kind of brings her hands together and just wrings them. And as she does, you two are inside of a room. It's very cozy. As much as this is your dream, it's still my spell. And if I don't want that motherfucker here, I'm not going to let him. Fair enough. Uh. I wanted to say, I'm sorry. And I do mean that. I, I never meant for any of what happened, any of what befell you to do so. And I don't feel like I've really gotten a chance to tell you that. Well, I mean, besides at a moment which I realize in hindsight probably wasn't for the best. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, I am sorry. You didn't hurt me. Everything's fine. I mean, there's still gashes in the basement of my shop, but, well, that kind of comes with the territory, I feel. So... Yeah, he is silently nodding. So, come in, come in. Um, and she uh, looks at you and says, do you, would you like a chair, anything to sit, anything to drink? Uh, sure. And uh, she just kind of like rubs her hands a little bit together again. And you see that there is another chair. Uh, the one that had its back to you actually kind of turns around on its own and then splits into a second image uh, side by side. So there's a little table uh, that is between these two chairs. And she just motions for you to sit. And he does. And she just kind of sits down next to him uh, in this chair opposite. And there is a nice, comfortable fire that kind of keeps, uh, keep, that's keeping the two of you just kind of warm at this point. Uh, and she says, so I've been able to follow your movement, but I'm not really sure what you've been doing. I've, I've heard the song. It's, it's actually doing quite well in Shroudport. Fang insists on playing it at least twice a day. Oh, well. That, if that makes people happy, I guess. Uh, we really haven't had a lot of direction up to this point. Uh, we, we were just heading north to go get uh, something for Gwen. And now we're heading to Arras to make a few more gold. Oh, that's a good place to do it. But uh, I don't know how long we'll be able to be there. Uh, we need to go back to that burned forest. Do you remember the uh, the worm? Did I show what got the worm? I think I showed got the worm, the soil. You gave her a soil sample, but you didn't give her the worm. Uh, the soil from Symphazeno, uh, the arborist, uh, it had some creatures in it, uh, some worms, uh, coriander, uh, recently had a, uh, some deus ex machina happen to her. And uh, it might have something to do with something called the Dark Star. And at that, you see Makoth's eyes kind of furrow, and she says, "You mentioned something about that in your sending. Do you do you know what this is? Is there? Is it a person? Is it a place? Is it something is it... bad? Uh, something that's based off of what you told me. It's on the other side of the moon." Well, at least it's far away. I don't know for how long. I don't either. <clears throat> uh, and she uh, just kind of taps the table between the two of you uh, twice. And you see that 
closer to her is what looks to be a nice uh, porcelain teacup that has very uh, elaborate markings kind of surrounding it with a warmish brown liquid uh, inside. And she says, uh, would you prefer tea or something stronger? Uh, tea is fine. Uh, and then she uh, just kind of motions towards uh, towards the table near you and you just see that her teacup just swivels around. Just again having that kind of same split image. But that's pretty much it as far as our movements. Uh, did you have something else? I had advice, which was don't do your best to not stand out, but I feel like it's a little late for that part now yeah um i i do remember you uh, somewhat giving that warning earlier but i forgot what it was about well um to be frank it was because you smelled you smelled like dragon cult like dragon cult yes I know about a lot of cults. I don't know about a dragon cult. They aren't... They aren't an old... Or they aren't a new thing. They're very old. Haven't been around in 20 years, 25 years. There was... Apparently, uh... From what I've heard, there was infighting as to who was the better of all of the chromatic dragons, and they just couldn't agree and ended up just destroying themselves. Okay. Why? I felt like it was important and I couldn't find it in the vaults. <laughs> That's all right. Roll a high enough investigation check and we'll find it together. Uh, so, whenever we met, you said that uh, I smelled of dragon. Yes. But also dragon cult. You smelled like the piece of fabric that I had that was from the dragon cult. That's why it smelled like you. Why you smell that cult. But uh, like I said, they haven't been a thing in years, so... Uh, um, she just steadily takes a sip of her tea. Um, do you know anything else about them well um like they were located primarily near the lake uh to the mountains near the pit on the eastern shore or on the western shore north of the gated glen again one of the reasons why the glen actually 
started putting up its gate towards the north was to keep out, well, weirdos. And have you have you heard of any of them being active within the last few years? No. Well, two years ago, uh, there was a there was a man who grafted uh, an ancient dragon claw onto his arm. He was a crazed wizard uh, who called himself the Red. He said that this would to, this was to be his second coming, but uh, apparently a group of adventurers who were happening by at the time decided to deal with him. That was the last I heard, anyways. Found his body in a shattered tower. Ah, uh, grody. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. All right. I do not remember if I told her in the letter that it was Tarlane Yoldaris. I don't that was believe second. that you did. I can check real quick because I keep notes on these things. So... Boo, 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 boo. Hmm... No, that wasn't it. Uh, and uh, what would this cult want with? With you specifically? Oh. Yeah. I haven't the foggiest, to be fair. I mean, it's not exactly something that I've put a whole lot of research into. They haven't been a prevalent thing in in the realms for a while. Every once in a while you get a dragon cult rise up because they find a, a large animal's bone and think that it involves some kind of dragon or the other, but I, I haven't really uh, given much thought about it. But a song with a big black dragon in it would probably draw some attention. Uh, just a bit, I would think. All right. Now, I have to, I have to ask this now, because it is, it does take a lot out of me to be able to do this, to be able to have this, she just motions to the room that you two are in. Is this something that you would want every day? Because you have no way of contacting me otherwise. We could do it once a week, once a month, whatever you're comfortable with. At least until you get a, a place of your own. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want you to have to spend your energy oh. on this. Short rest and I'm fine, darling. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, how about give us two days? Two days? All right. Uh, and 
then I, I guess we'll take it from there. All right. Is there anything you'd like for me to be looking out for other than Dragon Cult in these next two days? Specifically the Dark Star. Right. Right, right. Well. Thank you. And again, I'm... I'm sorry to have barged in like this. Well, into your slumber, but it was the only way I could think of besides just playing tag with our messages. It's quicker to talk in person sometimes, even if it's not person-person. Yeah. Uh, thank you for reaching out. Thank you. It wasn't... And he'll just, like, shy smile. The reason I reached out is because you came back to talk to me even after... Even after the horrible thing that happened. It, you showed me a... showed me forgiveness. And for that I am grateful. Um, I'm not exactly sure if you know too many tieflings, but... It, most people are typically burned the first time. I've they don't met often come one. back. Well, hopefully, they were nothing like me. Hopefully, they were more like Mirth, a good girl. And, uh. I'll just like exhale to the camera. <laughs> Okay, uh, and she, uh, McCarthy eventually just kind of finishes her tea and then sets it down uh, and says, um, two days then? Two days. I'm looking forward to it. And you just see a smile kind of creep onto her face. Uh, and that's when the lights uh, around the two of you begin to dim uh steadily going from a very nice uh a very nice kind of like tavern lighting uh to then being dimmer and as you be as you look down uh you can see that your tea has also finished as well as uh the room just begins to fade into black and that is when you continue about your deep sleep uh and gwen your rest goes by completely uneventfully uh, you, you ended up losing some coin the day before, but you earned the trust of the men, uh, as you yeah. gave them coinage in good faith. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm very broke now. Uh, good thing we're getting paid at the end of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Corey and Calum, both of you actually wake up about four hours before your other party members on the deck. Uh, are you two just going to be doing battle training? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sure. All right. Uh, so, yeah, by the time that uh, Blake, you, and Gwen uh, come up onto the, onto the bow of the ship, or onto the deck of the ship, you can see that Corey and Calum have been uh, have been sparring with each other. Yes. Calum, keep your elbows up. Cut your hand, Blake. Do it. Ooh, that's a two-digit. What else? Sixteen. Oh, nice. Nice. 
No, switch over, please. Never. There we go. <laughs> Corey, go for his legs. Oh. Corey swoops the leg. Yeah! Probably gets hit, but on the floor, rolls backwards, says the command word on the staff, and then, like, whips it around to, like, try to swipe at her legs as well. Okay. Make an attack roll against Corey's... Corey. Yeah, go for it. Corey's taking this a, a little more seriously than she really needs to. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Woo! Oh, well. Okay, then. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna do, like, to duel? I don't know. I'm not gonna do damage. Yeah, no, you could. This would be uh, to use the the shove action to trip her if you wanted to also make her prone like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, Calum sweeps your legs, Corey, uh, and in your moment of distraction, you also topple down. Nice. Corey looks very serious for a moment and then smiles. Uh, hey, them. Well, I'm learning. Um, Ty? Sure. We'll call it a tie. <laughs> yeah. After my coffee, I want to spar someone. <laughs> She's itching her stomach as she walks <laughs> into the mess hall. Or into the down, back down into the mess hall. Mm hmm. Yeah, Caleb's like heavy breathing, walks over to like where his pack was the night before, or like where he was like writing the night before, scoops up this like stack of papers, <laughs> walks up to Blake and just like shoves it in his chest and goes, Bad. <sighs> I'm not used to that. <sighs> the, wow, wow. That's a lot of notes. It's a lot of clones. Oh shit. Uh, okay. I guess. Oh, don't mind. Downtime for today. Don't mind chapters four through six. It's about doppelgangers. <sighs> Why are there 62 chapters? I had a lot of free time. <clears throat> and I write really fast. Damn. Uh, just like reach around oh. and and pull pull the the sweaty Caleb to him. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. I'll be here now and. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake will find a quiet place. Okay. All right, so Blake is reading his clone notes. Gwen is going to look for some coffee and then coming back out afterwards. Uh, Corey, are you up for up for sparring with Gwen or is there something else that you were looking forward to doing today? She'll spar with Gwen. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you guys are uh, sparring on deck and Calum, you're just sort of laying down on the ground uh, breathing heavily as you have just worked out a lot wearing your gear. Cybera will actually come over and begin licking your face a little bit. Uh, oh, that's cool. Thank yep. you. Just kind of giving you these wet doggo kisses. Um, 
and your day goes by pretty uneventfully. Uh, Oliviette seems to still be kind of uh, getting her men back under uh, back under reins uh, to properly captain the ship, seeing as how uh, some of them were a little shaken uh, with their, uh, not only with her disappearance, as she's now kind of had to explain the situation to her men, uh, and also give them, uh, she seems to have given them the option as to whether or not they wish to continue, uh, their service to her and the Midnight's Dancer upon reaching the Isle, or if they would like to find another crew. Um, as, uh, as she can see that Torga is not really wanting to hang out with this crew so much anymore he seems to kind of be wanting to to distance himself once he gets to Arathsk. um and so oliviette seems seems pretty busy uh throughout the majority of the day um and then at uh oh thank you wander for the follow you're cool thank you i wanted to note it before i forgot because i saw the notification um but yeah, eventually uh, it gets to be about noon uh, and you actually begin to see these snowflakes that just sort of seem to be drifting from uh, from a cloud cover that has formed. It doesn't look to be like they are storm clouds necessarily, uh, but very much uh, just kind of this heavily blanketed gray um, that seems to just stretch for miles and miles and miles, except all the way to the east where you know that you are heading, uh, you see that there is actually very, very far off a break in the clouds that looks uh, like vibrant blue skies past that point. Um, and as this snow begins to uh, drift down, uh, Oliviette actually uh, will come down uh, and say, um, hey, Coriander, may I, may I speak with you? For a minute. Absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, and she, uh, she kind of just looks around, and says, um, "Would you? Is it all right if we discuss this in my cabin?" Certainly. All right. Uh, it's eyeing her. this from away. <laughs> <laughs> follow her into the cabin. Okay. It uh, seems like an important matter. Well, it's it's something that has been uh, kind of plaguing at me a little bit uh, over the last couple of days. Um, so when I was younger, uh, I knew that the gods always played a hand in the lives of individuals. Uh, it's, I mean, the Underdark is full of cursed and forsaken. Uh, I mean, the goddess I was told to worship from a young age was known for punishing traitors uh, by turning them into monsters devoid of intelligent thought. Uh, I, I left because the Midnight Dancer called to me, uh, even in the darkest places. And now I roam the ocean. Uh, and I thought that was it. Uh, just here's a song go to the surface and and i was content with that but but now it you seem like you're taking this in stride but i i don't know what to do and so that's why i've come to you uh, which is how do you show appreciation to the powers that have helped well make you who you are and as she says that her hands just kind of 
ignite with the silver uh, silvery flame. How hmm. do you? What does it? What does it mean to be a paladin? Oh. Well, I I suppose it means different things to different people. What does it mean to you? Um, it to me. I just, I knew there was a great elf one time and I wanted to be like him. It was simple as that. I see. And what about now? After, after going to the moon, after, after doing all of these things that you've, you said that you have done, what does he mean to you still? Hmm. Well, he still means that to me, of course. I just, I know that there are things that need to be done, and if I'm the person to do it, then so be it. I, I'm sorry if this isn't very helpful for you. And she just sort of furrows her brow a little bit and says, no, it's... Everything I have done for the last 60 years, I have done for myself. I mean, I've done it for my crew to get them into a good place. I've done what I can to get a ship. It's not easy for a drow girl to, uh, to get her own seafaring uh, vessel as soon as I did. But I just don't know... I want to, I want to show my gratitude to the dancer. I see. Well, if can you, you're caring, can you teach Sorry. me how to pray? I I can try. Not now, of course. I. Not now, um, but uh, when do you normally take your prayers? I, well, that's, that's just the thing, is that followers of Corlon don't pray. And she just like, she just gets this look on her face and just says, you know, maybe, maybe I asked the wrong person about this, but... At the same time, I feel like we're kind of in a similar boat. And I mean, also in the same boat. She motions to the ship. It, literally and figuratively, yes. I mean, I, I think Caleb prays. I don't know if I've ever seen him pray. Hmm. Do you think he would show us? Or at least, like, give a good instruction? <laughs> I think that he could give us the most excellent instruction on the boat. Uh, Even if he doesn't pray on his own, he could find a rather good education. A, uh, oh, what's it called when a teacher assembles a, a, a lesson plan? Ah, study guide. Yes. Okay. I, I do think he I, I think yes he would be able to help us 
But aside from face to face, I have never spoken to a god. And she just looks at you and just... I mean, I used to pray to the spider goddess, but I don't want to pray in that same way. It's, it was not the same. I was a kid. Um, we'll figure it out. And um, the, I, I did have one last thing uh, that I wanted to, to ask. Would you want to meditate? Later. I have questions about the Feywild. You had questions about the Underdark. And this seemed like the easiest way. You could see whatever you wanted of the Underdark, and I would be able to see Feywild. Okay. Yes. That sounds like it'd be lovely. She just kind of <laughs> smiles to herself. Uh says, uh, would you like for me to come and get you when uh, I'm getting ready to meditate, or would you prefer to just knock? Oh, come and get me. I'll just be under the stars. She just uh, nods. Uh, and as she is opening up the door to the cabin, uh, for the both of you to exit out, out, exit out of now, her having kind of said her spiel um i'd like for everybody to make perception checks that's a 10 that's also a 10 21 wow uh a 12 okay uh yeah so uh Corey, your back's kind of turned uh, to the front of the ship. Calum, you are still very much lying on the ground, breathing heavily. It's been a while since you were actually in combat, but at this point, it just kind of feels good to get in that that cold salt air. And Blake, you are just skimming your notes, uh, just going through everything you possibly can gather about this. Uh, but Gwen, uh, you being the very bored halfling that you are, uh, on this boat, begin to look forward into the clouds and just kind of see if, like, you've just been watching snowflakes fall and list from the clouds into the sea and have just been seeing if you can, like, sit there with your mouth open, tongue hanging out, trying to, like, catch one uh, while just waiting for time to go by. Yeah, a lot of them hit you in your eye. It's it's really <laughs> annoying. Um but uh, you see what looks to be a, a dark shape actually kind of flying through the sky uh, quite a ways in front of you. Uh, and as you go and look at this, at this thing that's flying in the air, you actually see it rise up into the clouds um, that seem to be kind of low hanging over. Uh, and as you are continuing to look around, you actually hear from the crow's nest, uh, Bristlebeak, who opens his mouth once again uh, and makes the sound of dock bells. Uh, and as he does, uh, all of your attention is drawn forward and you can see approaching you uh, rather fast is actually a, uh, there is actually another ship 
another vessel that seems to be angling itself so that way it will actually come right up next to you uh, in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, and that is actually where we are going to be taking our first break of the evening. So uh, you guys have spotted this this ship on its on its way towards you. Uh, I would like to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody who has decided to stick with us uh, so far. It's really cool seeing all of seeing you guys being so supportive. I really enjoy it. Uh, I wanted to say thank you uh, also to all of you audio cast listeners uh, for pushing us past a hundred average plays an episode, past five thousand views from la- or listens from last week. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm excited to eventually get our our VODs to that point as well, but we're working on it. Uh, also, because we hit a uh, we hit 200, and we have been kind of given the go uh, about this. Hey guys, did you know uh, that on the 13th, the spookiest number of all, we are actually going to be getting a uh, a slightly spooky uh, slightly spooky campaign. Uh, featuring our own DM wings uh, instead of me. So I'm very excited because I get to be a player in a three-man run of Curse of Strahd. So if you are excited to see myself, LB, and our justice with a lot of awesome guests coming by to coming by to lend uh, their assistance as we face the Dark Lord, come on by on, on February 13th. We're going to hopefully try and make this uh, and the into what Waterdeep will eventually lead into. So I'm very excited. In can we say who that. the first guest is going to be? Yes, the first guest is none other than Tyler, our Ta-da! dear friend. Yeah, our dear friend who has helped us out uh, and helps out Wings every day, all the time, Evers, Evers, Tyler. So Tyler. <laughs> So we are going to take a quick five to ten minute break, but don't go anywhere unless it's to grab a drink, grab a food, grab a friend. Come on back and make sure uh, that you guys buckle up your pants for this newest indoor adventure. So we will see you soon. All right, everybody. There, I've unmuted it. Everybody's back. Oh, oh, look at that. I want to do it. There. There, You're doing it wrong. No. If you look at the VOD, we're all doing it at the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, even the gag has gags. Uh, I love Tyler. Incredible. All right, hello everybody, and welcome <laughs> back after our giggle break. Uh, so you guys have just seen that there is a uh, that there is a ship heading towards your guys' ship, uh, as well as what Gwen was able to see as a large figure that was kind of uh, soaring through the sky that had gone up into the clouds, and that was the last that you had seen uh, of it. Uh, but Bristlebeak. Your uh, your Kenku lookout uh, has actually uh, begun kind of ringing a bell uh, from its beak using the skills of Kenku mimicry to alert everybody uh, about an oncoming vessel. Uh, and as it is making its way uh, towards you all, Oliviette just kind of like puts her puts her large hat on, steps out onto the aft castle, and you can see that she actually takes out a spyglass. 
uh, to begin looking at the uh, at the ship that is uh, coming towards you all. Uh, and you just hear her, uh, you hear her say, um, uh, in Elven, uh, for those of you who speak it, just, they have a fucking Cyclops and just like continues <laughs> to look through. Uh, and that is when, uh, she starts calling out for everybody to get ready. Uh, and she actually hops down onto the deck where the four of you are. Uh, and leans down next to you, Blake, and slaps your shoulder twice, and she says, um, Well, uh, hopefully your skills with the crossbow have not deteriorated from last night. We are going to need them. Uh, uh, okay. Everybody get ready. We are going to have visitors. And she starts, like, clapping her hands. One just slowly pulls out her axe. What do, what do you mean visitors? Like, like, like the crossbow? Birds? She just points over at the ship that is actually, it looks like it is coming towards you guys pretty quickly. Oh shit! Like What's ramming that? speed towards us, or uh, not ramming speed, but it is coming in at an angle to try and get up next to you. Um, what was that thing in the clouds? The friendly thing to visitors. Uh, see what thing in the clouds? There was a big old like dark spot in the cloud. Oh, I don't know what that is. So hopefully we won't have to find out. Solid. <laughs> uh, One's getting hype. And, uh, yeah, as, uh, as you guys continue forward, uh, she goes around and makes sure that her crewmen, uh, uh, have either gotten under, uh, have gone under deck to make sure that they just suffer minimal casualties. Uh, as like, uh, Denzig had said, uh, several days ago at this point that this is a merchant crew. Uh, the closest thing that they ever had to combat were these birds showing up and uh, starting a ruckus. But uh, it appears like the ruckus has indeed come to you guys. Um, and as you are about uh, 30 feet away from this ship, you can actually see what looks to be uh, a, a human man uh, standing arms crossed on the uh, towards the back of the ship. Uh, just kind of like yelling out uh, to the to about eight individuals that are all running around, uh, or not eight, sorry, five, five individuals who are all running around uh, on the deck of the ship, and you see some of them are pulling out cutlasses and getting ready uh, to act as a boarding party. Um, yes, Gwen would like to ask the captain: Are we killing them? Well, uh, the big ones kill, uh, the smaller ones, you get more money if you bring them in alive. <laughs> Gwen's eyes go wide and like, she just looks so joyous for a second. Got it. <laughs> uh, and she oh. says to the three of you as well, uh, other than just Gwen. So, as a general reminder, these are pirates. Arask does not like pirates in his waters. If we bring back each pirate, each individual one will get us at least 25 gold pieces. So, what do you say? Uh, let's, let's get some, some pirates. Let's get let's some fucking money. Yes! <laughs> what's, um, the, uh, what, what's the part of the boat with the, uh, the little pointy bit at the end? Uh, at the front? At the, at the front? Oh, the bow. Mm -hmm. That's the bow of the ship. The backside is well, the like, stern. It, it, like, does does it have like one of those like sticky outfits at, at the very at the nose? 
like all the way down? Yes. I don't know that boat word, so we're just going to say the sticky outy bit. Okay. Great Great part where Greybeard, uh, if you know what that term is. Uh, Coriander's going to deftly uh, walk out onto that little sticky outy bit um, and like call out to the other ship. Hello! Uh... As you do, you see that there is a large looming form that comes up from beneath the aft castle and just picks up what looks to be this large uh, spherical-shaped object, and it just rears back and throws it at you. Uh, and it looks like this large creature is going, to is going to try and strike at you with a rock. I would like for everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> That's 20. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, uh, I rolled a two. <laughs> That's my bad. You I rolled got a, a two and got a 20? No. Oh. I got a 19, <laughs> guys. It won't focus, but whatever. You got a 19, Caleb? Yeah, well, it's down to 18 now because minus one. Didn't you take mobile? Yeah, it doesn't actually restrict my initiative or anything. Oh, I thought it gave you a bonus. New. Okay. My bad. Uh, you did Blake. take mobile? The alert. No, I have mobile. Oh, alert is the one that gives you the plus five. Yeah. All right. So, Blake, what'd you get? Five. Okay. Corey. Oh, ten. Okay. And Gwen, what'd you get? Twenty-one. Five. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, and let's see what Olivia gets. She, she does all right. She got a fifteen total and then i need to roll for baddies you guys are lucky that i got those out of the way now Buh. yeah because the cyclops it doesn't help us if we die first <laughs> <laughs> okay so i didn't know this ship was also a submarine <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh... Alright, so first up is going to be the creature throwing the rock. Please don't. And how it did. Oh, oh please don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. No. Right. Is this bludgeoning damage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chat, <it> save us. <laughs> Alright, well, I immediately negate three of that damage. So, oh, okay. it's... Mm. Take the edge off. It's funny you choose those words. <laughs> you are standing on an edge. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Tiny elf. You are going to take 27 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> oh, shoot. That... That's a lot. You're right. Yeah, so Corey, make a dexterity save as you had hopped up onto the frontmost bow of the ship. Indoor, what the fuck? Look, man, I respond. What'd you get, Corey? I don't know. Is this a good? It, it, that doesn't look good. like a good. It doesn't look good. No, oh, that's my a God. Good. Mm. Yeah, so uh, this rock 
Like, Corey, you brace yourself, yourself with your shield out and you get your long sword out. Uh, and uh, the rest of you here, Corey, uh, call out to this, uh, to this opposing boat as this large rock just rockets forward. And Corey, you brace yourself with your shield and it just knocks you off. Uh, and the rest of you actually hear a splooshing sound as Corey falls into the water. Right, right, right. Okay. Cool, 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 Gwen, it is your turn. Ah, I uh, had a moment where I was like, Gwen's going to run over the edge, grab a rope, and dive off. And then I was like, fuck, Gwen can't swim. This is a big old lake to not. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Gwen would like to rage. Okay. Um, is this boat within uh, distance? How how close is this? Yeah, at this point, uh, you guys are a, are maybe about twenty feet apart from each other. Cool. I'm gonna try and jump onto the other ship. Okay. Um, make an athletics check. With um, just so you know, I have fast movement now, and my speed increased by ten when I'm not wearing heavy armor, which I'm not. Okay. So. I can move 45 feet. Okay. No, 35 feet. Uh, so what is your maximum jump distance? How does one find this out? Long jump. When you make a long... Oh, D&D Beyond. When you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score or at least 10 feet. So you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you... Oh, oh, the whole score. Okay. So 14 feet. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to have to make an athletics check to make it onto the other ship. Okay. And, and you're raging, I'm right? I'm raging, yeah. yep. That's an advantage. Good, because that was a two. Come over here, dice. <laughs> that was a one! You were supposed to roll off! Uh, so that is a, a, that's a seven. Okay. The true monster was the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my god. Oh, I really hope Gwen doesn't go. Okay, so Gwen, you run along uh, the the bow, kind of near where Corey uh, had actually gotten rocketed into the ocean as well, uh, and you just hop out onto the tip because you were going to run from at the length of the tip, jump off onto the other ship, and then begin running into that. Uh, but your foot just slips uh, right as you hit the side, and you are now like holding on to the side part of the ship. You have not fallen in the water, but you are currently considered prone on the on the bow of the ship. <laughs> and you guys just fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> and the the ocean is just breaking underneath you. Do I see Corey? <laughs> Make a perception check. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's a eight. Uh, eighteen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You see what looks to be a a orangish Aladrin form that is currently in the water, steadily sinking down. Hi, Corey. And they are just passing by uh, again as the ship has the forward momentum with it. That's my turn. Okay. 
so then next up is going to be Caleb. What would you like to do? You have just seen Corey get rocketed off the side of the <laughs> ship, and then you watched as Gwen tried to exact some tiny vengeance and tripped. Sorry. Um, turns to Blake. Get Gwen. Uh, he's running towards like the edge of the ship, pulling out a rope. Okay. And is there a crew member by? Uh, most of the crew members had run underneath to avoid casualties. Fuck. What was that, Cyber? How the fuck am I supposed to get Gwen? She's only on the bow of the ship currently. Hey, like, of this ship? Yeah, of this ship. Not the yeah. enemy ship. She just ran to the edge, slipped, and has just been like holding on to the front. Normally there's like a mermaid or another hottie kind of like, oh yes, I am the bow, but in this case you just have a shrieking halfling. Do I spot Cory? Make perception check. Uh seventeen. Yeah, you see uh what looks to be your Ottomaladrin friend just kind of like falling behind you guys. How high is the ship? Uh, it's about 10 feet into the water. Cool. So she could totally get back with her bonus action. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> Caleb knows that. Uh, redacted rope. Uh, because that's not where Gwen is anymore. Uh, can I hold my action? If anyone tries to board, I'm going to viper them as they come across okay uh to viper does that take yeah. your action it's my bonus action to whip it out okay yeah so bonus action you call upon your viper uh and you take the uh you take the readied action of if anybody gets close to you while trying to board onto the ship that you're just gonna viper out at them no problem mm -hmm. gotty so then next up is going to be uh oliviette and she is, uh, she has seen Corey teleport before, so she's going to hope for the best on that one. Uh, and uh, actually runs up uh, onto the aft castle and begins steering uh, the wheel of the ship, just quickly turning it to try and avoid a direct head-on collision with this other ship. Uh as they again just seem to have changed their changed the angle so that way they were going to press the uh tip of their bow against yours to kind of set you guys off kilter but she is just maneuvering around so now it's a gradual curve but the decks are uh very very close to each other about only a 10 foot distance between the two now uh so then that is going to be her turn uh so uh, the captain of the other ship is going to grab hold of a rope and twist it around his arm, and he is actually going to swing over onto the aft castle, and he's going to begin to start harassing Oliviette uh, as he does so. So, Calum, you are currently far uh, too far away to be able to use her use your staff, uh, so he is going to be able to get at least one or two uh, good swings in. But he does get a crit. On his second hit, his first one went by no prob. It was a different dice, too, I would like to add. So, uh-huh. It was. Sure. I believe that. It was my metal one. 
Uh, so... I believe in you too. <laughs> so he's going to deal 24 points of damage to Olivia. Ugh! I can't heal all you people. Uh, and when uh, this figure, this human figure, has a shaved head, and you can see what looks to be a fish, t- like a shark tattoo, coming up the back of his head. Uh, as he goes, t- as he stabs into her, and then pulls, uh, pulls his uh, short sword out. Uh, she just quickly shoots him a glance, and as she does, you see that she just bares her teeth, and her eyes begin to just glow that silvery fire once more as it begins to start wreathing over her body. She is pissed. Come on to my ship. Bitch, please. Corey, it is your turn. Alrighty. How far am I from each ship? You are from the ship that you're currently on, you or that you are currently mm-hmm. next to, it has progressed forward, so you're still by the stern of the ship at this point. It's not entirely away from you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not within 30 feet of the other ship. Uh, to... You could get onto the deck of the other ship. If you could see it. could get onto it. the deck of the other ship. Yes, if you could see it. If I could... Um... How much... Okay, is this like a... I'm thinking of this in Minecraft terms. Like, if I threw an ender eye <laughs> okay. uh, onto, like, the mast of the ship. I have I have line of sight to the mast, yes? Yeah. Um, so could I teleport to the mast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You'd be able to teleport at, like, the very top part of the mast. So you'd be about 20 feet up on the uh, opposite ship's mast if you wanted. Okay. Is is there a place where I could like um I there there's sails. You would have to grab ship. hold of a rope really quick or something to main, to like stabilize yourself up on there. Okay. Alright. I'm rolling well tonight. Why would you say that? Famous last words. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a sixteen. If anybody <laughs> does feel like they don't want to roll, let me know. <laughs> Just putting that out there into the world. Is that so? All right. Uh, I don't think I've had my long rest before. Uh, Hold on real quick. Sure. I'll fix this briefly. I'm down to 15 hit points, by the way. No biggie. Um. (laughs) Yeah, we know. All right. um, I'm going to teleport. Up uh, to 20 feet above the mast okay. of the ship. Make an athletics or acrobatics check. I'll take that 16. If you're, if you're cool with that, yeah, I'll take that 16. Please take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. So oh, yeah, God. Corey teleports up onto, uh, onto the enemy's mast. Uh, and are you just like grabbing hold of a rope or are you just like stabilizing yourself like a surfer somehow on top of this, on top of this crossbar? Uh, either. Doesn't really matter. Surfer. But I, <laughs> she's, she's gotta, she's gotta walk on top of the snow and be the Legolas of the group. So yeah, surfer. Okay. Um, and I also want to lay on hands myself. Okay. For 24 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, then next up is going to be uh, these group of swabbies. Uh, 
that were on the enemy ship. Uh, and you see that there are four of them that are actually going to leap over onto the deck of your guys' ship. Uh, and then as they appear, uh, Caleb, your readied action goes off, so you will get a strike against one of them. Mm, 17. Okay, 17 hits. Roll for damage. Uh, he takes four piercing and makes a constitution saving throw, DC 15. Oh, boy. He got an eight. And then he takes <laughs> 14 poison damage. All right. Uh, so as you put your spear out and this guy kind of like lands in front of you, whips out his uh, whips out his cutlass, and as he does to begin to make a threatening move towards you, the snake moves on its own and just catches him right in the jugular. And as the fangs sink in, you actually see with a very quick spread just this thick, dark veinage uh, as the poison begins to quickly course through this pirate's life force. Uh, as their body just kind of seizes up and falls over on the ground dead. Oh. Sorry. Ah, uh, you weren't supposed to kill him that quickly. I, I didn't mean to. We just, you know. Uh, and at that. Life is so fragile. Uh, two of them are going to go up to uh, Blake, and one of them is going to rush over to Calum because they were originally going in groups of twos, but. That didn't work out for one pair. So, uh, does a 17 hit? Who? Blake. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, thank you so much. Open for adventure. Oh, thank you. Hey. Open for adventure. Thank you. That dice we is gone forever. Uh, we in combat. So you are going to take three points of slashing damage as this pirate uh, brings his knife down against you. That's okay, because you know I want to use that reaction. <laughs> and uh, do a hellish rebuke. Okay, he has to make a dex save. He does. He is going to get an 18. Well, he's a duty head. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stinking poop face, is what he is. Uh, so he'll take four points of fire damage. Okay, still more than what I what he did to me. <laughs> Were there any ones on that die roll? There was. Did you re-roll it though? Because don't you have a thing that does that, or is that? Uh, that's for my blood right damage. Got it. Lame. All right, so uh, then it is actually going to be Blake's turn. Or no, sorry, the one that was striking out against Calum did not do that. You did not do that thing. Blake, it is your turn. Uh, this guy's like right up against me, right? Yeah, there are two guys that are directly on you. Uh, I have the crossbow out. Yep. So I'm going to move to where I can get them both in a line and probably take opportunity attacks from one of them yeah you got a three on the die cool i need them both to make two more deck saves okay i'm acid breath acid i'm speed at them yeah they got a four and a five on the die (laughs) all right so it's it's only two d6 we need to take these guys alive poison acid (laughs) uh 10 points 
Okay. Oh, that's damage. All right. So, uh, yeah, you spew out this acid damage. Uh, and as it does, you see the one that it, like you would hit with the Hellish Rebuke. There is too much acid onto his person to really stop. Like, you haven't used your acid breath in a while, so this is like unpopping a cork where it just shoots out and it just burns a hole through that first guy and then completely starts covering the chest of the second one who begins to very, uh, you know, very reasonably start shrieking out in terror as the skin on his chest just begins to kind of melt away. He wasn't wearing leathers. This dude was like wearing cloth gear, being a being a fun pirate. Uh, but he chose the, they chose the wrong ship to board uh, today. So he is at a, a very minimal health. He's still alive. At least that guy is. Uh, so you guys have, have killed two of those pirates. Uh, so then... It is going to be my turn. That'll be my turn, yeah. Okay. Because then it is the start of the round. Corey, what is your dex modifier? Or sorry, not Corey, Gwen. My dex modifier? Yes. Plus one. All right. So you are going to go before the Cyclops does. Cool, 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 cool. Thank God. (laughs) All right. I'm going to pull myself up. Okay off the bow i'm gonna get onto the ship and just like hold the ground for a second and go not doing that again that was dumb (laughs) eyes red with rage uh and then she's gonna uh there's still one guy on our ship or more than one on on your guys's ship there Mm -hmm. are currently uh there are currently three pirates as well as uh, their pirate captain. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, yell out to the, it's a Cyclops? Yes. I'm gonna yell out to him in giant. The fuck are you doing with these guys? You don't belong on a boat? Uh, And it just calls back to you, they pay in meat. I have grog. So do I. And he just like raises his hands above his arms or his hands above his head and just begins to kind of shout and cheer. All right, I warned you. And I'm gonna, um, how, I'm not gonna try and jump the boats again. That was a stupid idea. They're only about a, you could jump the boats at this point and not have to roll to make a check because they're so close. They're within your long jump distance. Unless you want this to be a character thing where you're just like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> the open notion. Well, could I do it in a way that I'm not jumping off of the front of the ship? Yeah, no, they are okay. side next to each other at this point. Okay, then I will do that. I will jump off the side of the ship so that I can... <laughs> so I don't go near the front again. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd like to jump across, and if I can get within combat range of the... Duder, I'd like to attack. Do it, and you totally can. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right. Especially now with your your furious little feats just chasing yeah. after him. That's a 13. Okay, a 13. Your axe sinks into his leg, and as it does, mm-hmm. you just see him flex with his calf, and the axe actually pops back out. Uh, it seems like he is a little bit too strong uh, to be hit by that attack. Oh, shit. And I'm going to, uh, like, shift underneath him so I'm behind him. Okay. So he's facing away from the, the ship. 
All right, so he is going to turn around, uh, and you see him reach down on the ground and actually pick up what looks to be this large, uh, this large ore. Uh, but it looks like it is, uh, it's not meant for people sizes. This is very much an ore meant for something as large as this creature. And it just yeah. grabs it with two hands and actually swings to try and bat you, uh, in an almost <laughs> golfer-like stance. Okay. And he says, tiny says has Krog, no believe. Uh, and it is going to get a... 17 on the die. That hits. Okie dokie. I don't have that much uh, armor. I should probably do something about that. That is going to be for 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Reduced by half because you're raging. And then it is going to strike out against you again. Do it. Uh, And so it is going to get a... Uh, does a 16 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. I'm not hard to hit. That dice is also gone forever. <laughs> For 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. But, um, and as he uh, does that... It... You would have gotten a second attack. Why? You're level 5. I don't think I get two attacks yet. You barbarian level five. I thought everyone got two attacks at level five. Not no. everyone. Not everyone. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure barbarians. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. attack twice instead of once. I'm okay, new to level so, five, guys. I'm so five. roll for your second attack. <laughs> roll for your second attack, and then if you hit, then your guardian thing. No. Okay. Got it. I rolled the exact same thing. Oh, boy. I need to get my piece of paper out. Uh, right. But as he, as he, uh, I don't know why, but rolling on paper makes the difference. Okay, guys, it right. does. That's that's the LB secret tech. Yeah, uh, but as he as he hits me the second time, I say, "Yeah, well, my shit can make you go blind. It's that good." And he just blinks his singular eye at you. Uh, <laughs> mouth slightly agape, and you can see that like he doesn't have a whole lot of teeth, and there's one really nasty-looking one. It's just sort of by itself, like the others have just gone away from it, uh, almost in terror. Yeah, you guys, all you hear is like this deep, like guttural noises coming out of these two <laughs> creatures. Me and the creature. Caleb, it is your turn. Uh, Calum himself is taking a defensive stance. Moonin swoops down from, like, wherever he was, curls up next to Olivia and hisses at the pirate dude, and Calum's gonna cast Cure Wounds through him, uh, okay. on Olivia for 22. Jeepers. Okay, she's almost back to full on that one. Alright, uh, and as your, as your cat kind of, like, rubs up against her leg... Uh, in the, in the, like, hisses at the dude, rubs up on her leg, you actually see that healing magic course back in, and now her entire body is just wreathed in these silvery flames as the wounds begin to kind of just seal up. From your cure wounds, do you have a bonus action, good sir? Mmm. Nah, I'm not gonna leave Blake alone. I'm done. Okay. So, then, next up is actually the captain. Uh, and she is... Pissed. She's very upset. Uh, so she is going to 
hit this guy with her rapier. Uh, and get a 23 to hit. So yeah, this guy's getting fucking smacked. And then... Sneak attack. She is going to deal... She's going to deal 28 points of damage on this guy. With just these, like, Zoro-style sweeps uh, on this dude's chest, you actually see that a lot of the gear that he was wearing also gets torn into. Uh, he, is not, he is not too happy about that. Uh, and she, uh, and as she attacks him, uh, she says, I can't wait to see you rot in the, in the cells of the dragon. As uh, she continues to just kind of provoke him and antagonize him. Uh, so then next up is going to be Corey. Alrighty. And you can see that Gwen uh, is fighting a Cyclops underneath you. Uh, and then it looks like the regular pirates uh, that were on the deck of the ship have all kind of hopped off to the side. <laughs> Corey's going to give a look kind of like where did everyone go? Um, and did uh, everybody remembers Dark Souls, yeah? Yes. Um, Corey's yeah. gonna jump down and try to plunge this uh, this sword into the Cyclops' nice. head. To the Cyclops' so, eye. I think yes. you should have took the 16 for this one. <laughs> She's, well, yeah, actually, it's... Mm, mm. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! All right, how does a 22 tree check? Oh, yeah, that'll Ooh. hit. Okay. Roll, roll for um, that DMG. Uh, yeah, and the fun part about this, um, I now have second level spell slots. So that's an extra smiting die for me. So, hoo, hoo, hoo. all right, lot. that is nine slashing damage. Okay. And then... 11, eight, nice. 18 radiant damage. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And then I get to attack again. Mm-hmm. So she just plunges. I imagine it goes just like into his shoulder. Yeah, it's um, just right into the meaty bit. And uh, then I, I'm going to try and get him in the ear, like the huh. soft spot. Oh, God. Okay. Um, 11. Okay. Uh, 11 does not hit. All right, cool. Yeah, so as you go to, like, stab into the side of his head, he just brings up his hand and kind of swats you off of his back. Uh, so you land on your feet next to Gwen. I got this one! All right. Oh, by yourself? Yeah! Oh, sorry. Uh, so then it is going to be, uh, the three remain- or the pirate captain is actually going uh he's gonna be able to hit olivia again not a not a crit mind you but still a good a good hit uh so he is going to do minimal damage for four points uh and as he like because he seems very taken aback at this point as there is just this glowing on fire drow woman standing in front of him uh and she, uh, as she gets stabbed by this guy's uh, cutlass, she actually responds, is that the best you've got? 
and then she just sort of smirks to herself as she says it. Next up are these little pirate boys. So the one that is, that's like acid burned on the chest is going to try and strike out against Blake. Uh, and gets a, uh, 15 to hit. I don't think that does. No. All right. Uh, and then one of the ones that was, uh, that had kind of stayed behind is now jumped over and is also going to try and stab out at Blake, seeing as how you have a on-fire crossbow and you just vomited acid on people. He's very scared. He doesn't want to deal with that. And he can't. He rolled terribly. So that was it for him. And then there's one on Calum. Uh, so Calum, the one that you are squared off against, also rolled like shit. He's rolled really bad. He got like a 13. Hmm. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so that is it for those guys. Next up, Blake. It's really funny how all of these people want to try to escape one dragon. I didn't realize everyone had to mess with me. Uh, I'm going to step back just a little bit uh, so that I am uh, outside of five feet. Okay, so he will make an attack. Uh, two of them will make an attack of opportunity against you. Okay. Okay. So the first one goes to hit with a 14. Doesn't hit. Second guy got a six. Both of them miss. You are by far the worst pirates I have ever heard of, and I have not heard of you before. Uh, if I was smart, I would have put up the crossbow, but I'm not. I'm going to shoot the captain. Okay. Make an attack roll. Uh, I would also like to use a bonus action and uh, no. No, I won't. Sorry. Uh, this is probably definitely going to hit. Uh, it's uh, 25. Oh yeah, that'll hit. Roll for damage. This, I get... How many blood right dice? <laughs> it's a d6 now. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be uh shit. Nine points of piercing damage from the crossbow. Okay. And six points of fire damage. Ooh. Because I have a d6 now. Ooh. Fancy. Uh, and because I'm using a crossbow, that's my only attack for the round. Yay! Uh, so, next up, uh, and the captain uh, of the enemy ship just gets this crossbow that sinks real deep into his shoulder. Uh, and he does not like the way that things are currently going. Uh, but, Gwen, it is your turn. All right, it's just a little bit further out on my screen, so I have to like click the right thing. All right, I'm going to attack this mofo. Do it. First attack. What? No. You can go over there. Second attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's better. <laughs> That's a 19. 19 will hit. Roll for damage. All right. Good. Jesus. Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's six damage. Okay. One isn't doing a lot this battle. But uh, your ancestral ability kicks off, yeah? Yes, it does. Okie dokie. And I'm going to say, yeah, you are slimy for a big dude. <laughs> so I'm just like missing. Okay. Uh, so then <laughs> it is his turn. Uh, he says uh, in giant back to you, not slimy, essential oils. And he'll rear back and try and hit you again. Uh, and he is going to get a 17 to hit. Yes, sir. That is going to be for 14 points of bludgeoning damage. That's fine. And then he is going to make his second hit against you. And he is going to get a 15. Okay. Yep. <laughs> My AC is 14. So you are going to take 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Reduce that down yes. to eight. Math. Okay. Yeah. I'm still good. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was that creature's turn. Uh, so then next up is going to be Caleb. Uh, you got two pirates in front of you, and you see that two Blake has two in front of him, but he just doesn't even seem to be... Like, he doesn't even seem to care about these shitty pirates. Huh. Um, I have two in front of me? I thought I only had one. One more came from the other ship. Right, right. Okay, um... Gonna... If if Blake shot the captain. Uh, bonus action, Blessing of the Raven Queen, sliding underneath the two, saddle, uh, saddling up next to Blake, interposing myself between him and the other two pirates. Okay. And in the Hoplon form, he sweeps the snake staff and targets three of them. Probably not one hit by acid. Okay. So it's going to be three of the healthy guys. Okay, you can shoot acid in a cone from the snake? No, no. I'm casting command and targeting three people. Oh, okay. Sounds good. And he's going to say, surrender. Okay. DC 14 wisdom. So one of them, uh, one of them, you see the magic take hold in their eyes and the other two just kind of like shake their heads. And it's the one that already had like the huge acid burns in the chest. Or no, you said not that one, right? Not that one. Yeah. 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 So one of these boys uh, is currently under the effects of your spell, but not the others. And that's all my actions. Okay. Uh, what do you tell him to do? Surrender. All right. Uh, so then the one uh, that you had said to surrender just drops their weapon and gets down onto the ground. Uh, and then the uh, the others that are uh, nearish you, these other three, are actually going to strike out against you, seeing as how you have just emerged into shadow like Reaper from Overwatch and then appeared somewhere else. Uh, they did not like that at all. So they are going to strike out, and one of them got a 16 on the die. That's a hit. 
So you're going to take two points of slashing damage. Reduced to one. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so his his uh, cutlass sinks in, but it's just like it just gets caught in the shadow. And then he's just like looking up at you. And as you make eye contact, the red in your eyes just begins to glow even brighter. All right. Uh, so that was it. For their turn, um, Corey, is your go. <clears throat> Sorry, Gwen, I'm already a bit involved. Uh, and she'll touch her and cast Shield of Faith as a bonus action. Uh, you get plus two AC. Ah! Uh, and I'm going to attack the Cyclope. Yeah. Uh, Okay, 18. Okay, 18 hits. That's a lot of fucking dice. Don't worry about it. Paladins, man. Does it 18 hit? Yes. All right, just checking. All right, eight slashing damage and uh, seven, 14, um, 16 radiant damage. What the fuck? Okay. I, I, I just blew both my... Uh, um, second level spell slots on him. So no more of those. Yeah, Don't worry about enough. it. Just first level spell slots now. Okay. And 17, does that hit? Uh, 17 does hit. Roll for damage. Alright, another 8 slashing damage and 10 radiant damage. Oof. Sounds Paladins. good. Yeah, he's not... This creature is not looking well. Like a couple hits from Cory have knocked a significant portion uh, of its health away and seeing uh seeing all of this unfold the enemy captain uh is going to uh look at oliviette uh and you hear him call out uh maybe not today love and he disengages and is actually going to hop back onto his own ship uh and grab the wheel uh and as he does he actually calls out into the sky beatrice uh, and then begins to start moving uh, the wheel. And that is it for his turn. Blake. Does anything react? Not that you can me? see. Okay. Great. Don't worry about it. So I've got two pirates on me. Yes. And can interceding between those yes how far is the captain uh the captain is about 45 feet at this point oh that's great <laughs> that's wonderful <clears throat> shoot him okay twenty four yeah that'll hit i'm gonna burn my crimson right blood curse of the marked Okay. Ah, no ones and no sixes, unfortunately. Medium. Thirteen points of piercing damage. Oh boy. And six points of fire damage. Okay. Yeah, this guy is not looking. He's not looking good or pleased. Uh, so that is Blake's turn. 
Next up, Gwen. Let's do this shit. All right, I am going to attempt to attack him again. Okay. First hit. God damn it. Does a nine hit? Uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Second hit. I quit. That's a natural one. Oh, boy. All right. When does it like fighting a boat? <laughs> <laughs> Your sea legs are kicking in. You're just not yeah. really... You're not about this life in oh, particular. No. no. All right. Uh, so then it is going to be this creature's turn, and he is going to try and, and hit you again. What's my AC now? It's plus two? Yes. 16. Yep. He gets a 21 to hit. Jeez. I mean, that hits. Okay, so for... For 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So half that to... This is fine. 10. Yeah, yeah, half to 10. And then he is going to make his second attack against you. Do it. Uh, For 19. That definitely hits. Okay. Uh, I know. I really wish I didn't burn that right. Oh no! For fourteen points of damage. One goes down. Finally, I don't think Gwen has gone down yet. I mean, not in combat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> A woman never kisses and tells. Uh, Except when she and walks speaking. out and yells her conquest. <laughs> it win. Uh, and and speaking of, of lovely ladies, it is Beatrice's turn. Uh, as Gwen, as you go down and are just struck underneath the weight of this oar, the rest <clears> of you <throat> see what looked to be a winged creature uh, with what looks almost to be like a lion's head on the front uh, shooting down out of the clouds. Uh, and it will rear back uh, with its tail, and it kind of whips it down towards Oliviet. So it is going to roll. Uh, and it does indeed hit her for some damage. Yeesh. That is going to be four, nine points of piercing damage, which she took more from the surprise hit, like overall after Kalem's healing. Uh, but this large creature is just zooming out of the sky towards the ships. So then next up is going to be Kalem. Kalem, if you would like, you can make a arcana check or a nature check. Can I make an arcana check into a perception check to see if Gwen has gone down? Sure. Cool. Arcana being 18. Okay. You would know that this creature, uh, this kind of barbed looking lion creature shooting through the sky is what is known as a manticore. Well, uh, just turns okay. to play. Points at the manticore, shoot it down. And then the raven form disappears. Uh, I mean, yeah. Get Gwen. 
Yeah, Gwen, uh, 14 plus... Yeah, you see her, no problem. Okay, I'm going to send Moonin over. Okay. Snoot boops the Gwen. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds through him. So convenient. Oh, wait, no, that's the one by uh, this one. That's seven bah, plus two is nine and three is 12 HP. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Gwen, you heal 12. I was going to mark something down, but I didn't need to. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> now, I have a question. Um, does my shield of faith stay on yes, Gwen? Yes, because you maintained concentration, but... Gwen, you did lose out on your rage. So, Calum, that was your turn. The next up is going to be your guys' captain, uh, who yell, who just yells, uh, kind of leans over the side of the deck, just, Delcon, get your ass fucking up here! I need you to control the ship! And then with a laugh, she actually jumps across uh, jumps across from her ship to the others where the other pirate captain is. Uh, and she is going to attack out at him. Uh, and does so. She does well. Got a 22 to hit. And then dealt pretty close to max damage. Yeah. That guy did not have anything left. So just very quickly, she strikes out uh, against this pirate captain. You see that she does not kill him. Uh, but instead, as he's kind of reared back, she just takes the uh, she takes the basket hilt over her rapier and just decks him in the face. And you see that he just crumples down onto the ship's deck. Uh, and then she actually grabs on to the to the navigation wheel of the ship and begins trying to pull it away from the ship that you guys are currently on. Um, so that is going to be it for her turn. Coriander's going to point at her and yell, now that's how you appreciation for your goddess. <laughs> All right. So then next up is Corey. It is Corey. Yes, it would be the pirate captain, but he's a little MIA. <laughs> Ah, cool. I'm going to fight the Cyclops. Okay. <laughs> Freaking yes. Was it the Crittles? Uh, it's a Crittles. Yay! So many right, D8s. I'm going to roll more. Um, I We double up on the Smite as well, yeah? Yep. Well. All dice are doubled. Holy moly. And the All points right. matter. Um, do we also add, we, it's just the dice that we double, yeah? Yes. Okay, so, uh, 8 plus 6 is 14, plus 7 is, um, 21 slashing damage, and then it is 6, 7, 8, uh, 13 radiant damage. Holy shit! Okay! He's looking rightly messed up! He's still up? Yeah! It's Gwen a cycle hasn't done man. anything to him. <laughs> she hit him once. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> crying out very angrily. That's me. All right. Uh, so yeah, these these other pirates uh, who are still on Blake and Calum, 
uh, I'll begin. Uh, they're going to still just attempt to try and, and strike out. They've seen that their captain has gone down, but reinforcements are on the way. Uh, so they are more than willing to try and, and, and kill you guys if it means getting some awesome shit. Which you guys are, I mean, your staff turned into a snake and your other friend's hair is on fire. And your other friend is just like scrabbling around. Blake has a crossbow on fire. They don't know that that's not the item. Uh, so Blake, you are going to get two hits coming in at you. And Calum, you are going to get uh, one hit and a miss, because I believe a 16 misses you, correct? It hits me, but I'm casting a shield, so both miss. Okay. So Blake, you are going to take uh, 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Okay, so then that is it for their turn. Blake. Do I have eyesight on the manticore? Yes, you do. Is it within 90 feet? Yes, it is. I would like to hex it. Okay. Sounds good. So does it need to make a save, or is it just hexed? Oh, it's it's just hexed. Okay. Um, I would like to give it disadvantage on dexterity checks okay and then take a shot do it i'm thinking that a 26 is gonna hit oh yeah just barely but yeah you know what i'll let you guys have this one <laughs> uh i rolled an oh, lb uh, extra 1d6 necrotic. Yeah. <sighs> oh shit, why did I roll two crimson right dice? I'm sorry. Uh, you shouldn't have said I... anything. You should have said the number. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be 13 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, two points of fire damage. And, then and you four also... points of the product. Yes. Which I will maintain. It was 20 points total. You did in your single shot. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And you hear this creature just lets out a roar. A very, very pissed off roar. Uh, so, then next up is going to be Gwen. Gwen wakes up. Here's this pissed off roar and goes, what the fuck is that? And then I'm going to re-rage. I would like to re-rage, please. Um, and then I guess I'm going to attack and attack. Do it. Do this Kill shit. him. I'll try. Ooh, okay. You can stay out. That's a 17 plus 5, 22. Yeah, it'll hit. All right. All right, and as I have a new thing, which it, when I don't Ooh. click on the wrong thing, I have a Savage Attacker, which is the feat I took. Once per turn, when you roll damage for a melee weapon attack, you can re-roll the weapon's damage dice and choose which one you want. So I rolled a three, so I'm gonna re-roll it. Oh yeah. I'm gonna take the three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So that is uh, three plus four is seven. Okay. On the first attack, and then the second attack is uh, that's a that's eleven. Yeah, an eleven does not hit. Hey, you know what? I got one, and I'm pretty happy. Does about that. she get advantage because Corey is standing next to her? No. No, we don't do flanking. Nope. Oh, we don't do flanking. No. Right. Uh, and I'm gonna shift behind him. Do I see the manticore? Uh, make a perception check with advantage because you woke up to a roaring sound. <laughs> uh, 16. Yeah. 16, yeah. you definitely see it just in the air, especially after it's been plugged with a crossbow. Uh-huh. I've got ah! a question. Yeah. Where's Cybra? She is under the ship. She's Good just, to know. Yep, yeah, she is just below deck. We're going to have to work on that. It's true. She's trying to be a support animal for all of the scared sailors. Aww. Just getting all sorts of pets. She loves mm-hmm. it. Um, mm. So then next up is going to be the Cyclopean creature. It's going to strike out against Gwen, uh, seeing as how you've popped back up. Uh, and is going to get an 11 against you. Uh, <laughs> and very frustrated uh it is going to attempt to swing out at you again okay oh boy oh no that's oh a, no that is a crit oh no all right so um that is going to be quite a bit for <laughs> For a total of 38, halved because you are raging. Yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, and Corey, you see him just raise up above his head and with a firm swat down uh, and the sound of breaking wood, uh, when he pulls his, uh, when he pulls his, um, large uh ore that he had been using there is just a hole in the deck and you can see that gwen is just on the ground in the floor beneath <laughs> no, no. yeah cory winces and then she's like you okay there gwen no response <laughs> all right all right so then next up is going to be calum and calum you watch as gwen just gets stomped into the next floor Caleb just stands there like, oh, come on! And then Moonin jumps down. Okay. I, I know, right? I, ever since casting Shield of Faith on her, I, I'm sure that it has helped her exactly none. Once. None time. Oh. It didn't oh, yeah, that guy shit. Did. It, it rolled an 11, right? Um, yeah, so that's a 6 plus 7, 13 plus 3, 16. Okay. Gwen, you heal back 16 points. All right. So. God, just let me die! <laughs> uh, so, Olivia's turn. Uh, and she is going to hop over uh, the barrier of the aft castle, land on the ground, and actually stab up with her rapier to try and hit uh, to try and hit this cyclopean. She does not. 
and then as as her uh, strike swings out to try and hit it and it doesn't, she just looks up at it and says, au revoir, and then leaves immediately, just runs back onto the deck. She seems, As it tries to swing out against her, she just does a quick turn uh, and using, uh, using her swashbuckling abilities is just completely noping the hell out of there after a failed attempt. Uh, so then next up is going to be Corey. Alrighty. Let's see if we can take down this Cyclops. Alrighty. How's a 14? Uh, a 14, I believe, just hits. Roll for damage. Alright, um, that is 12 slashing damage and 5 radiant damage. Here comes number two. I think I'm out of spell slots. Yep, that was my last one. So, all right, boys. Um, all right. How about 20? 30, 20. Okay, 20 will hit. Wait, so what, okay, was the damage uh, on the, what was the damage on the last hit? Sorry. Twelve slashing damage and five radiant damage. Okay, sounds good. And this one is actually another twelve slashing damage. Okay, yeah. So, how do you fell this large creature? Um, she's gonna the first slash. Um, she'll take out his Achilles tending, and um. As he's falling forward, um, she just reaches up with her sword really quick at the last second, and it goes right through his eye, just like oh. <clears throat> awesome. <clears throat> and he just he falls right onto her sword. <laughs> oh yeah! And she gets Cyclops blood all over, <laughs> and she's all like, "Okay, that was a little tougher than I thought it would be." Okay, uh, yeah. So. Then uh, next up is going to be uh, the the four remaining pirates that were on the ship. And seeing as how not only their captain has kind of gone down, but their their heavy hitter is clearly dead. Just dead, like Dunzo. Uh, you see that they actually all start just putting their swords down and then bringing their hands up in a uh in a non-aggressive stance that that's smart uh and at this point beatrice the the manticore that had been flying around um is going to make a morale check <laughs> yeah she is a a surprisingly smart creature uh so after seeing like takes note that her captain's down uh takes note that uh the heavy hitter her possibly her friend uh also went down she is just going to turn around fly away how far does she get away uh she can move a total of 100 feet per round wow i'm still gonna take one shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what's the long range on your crossbow 400 yeah so you could you could take one shot now 
at the regular range, and then you would have at least three more attempts at long distance to try and just pocket her out of the sky. I would like to take those. Okay. So one regular. 17. Okay. Roll for damage. It's very easy to hit this creature. Uh, seven points of piercing, five points of fire, five points necrotic. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And it just, it's still up in the air, but you see it significantly, like, drop a little bit. Advantage. 15. 15 still hits. Roll for damage. And, Calum, you see that Blake just walks over to the side of the boat, and just like last night where he was shooting birdmen at long distances, this manticore is acting as a clay pigeon for him. 11 piercing. Four fire, two necrotic. Okay. Is barely holding itself up in the air. All right, third shot. Can I pat Blake on the back and bless him? Yeah. Is that a D4? That's a D4. Okay. 16. <laughs> I rolled a five. Yeah, that'll end. And a three. <laughs> what? Uh, so the blessed die was a three, so it was an oh. eight. And I have a plus eight to hit with the crossbow. Roll for damage. 13 piercing, four fire, six necrotic. Oh my god. <laughs> Just a regular fucking crossbow. No magical weapons here. But you, Blake, uh, you bring up your crossbow, and as Calum comes over and pats you on the back, uh, you feel for a moment that the wind that had kind of been uh, coursing through comes to a complete stop. You know the exact way to angle your shot to get the maximum to get maximized damage on this creature as it flees. And in that moment, uh, you let your crossbow go, let your bolt go, and it just sails true through the air and eventually just pierces the side of this creature, which you see similar to last night just plummets directly towards the ocean. Now, are any of y'all going to give us any issues? They have already surrendered. Uh, it seems like your guys' merchant crew has come up and begin tying them up as well. Uh. And Gwen. Uh, so you are... Uh, you are, like... You've been crushed into the next floor... Uh, you have woken up surrounded by debris with just this little winged cat nose booping you awake for a second time. <laughs> what would you like to do? A shadow will fall over her. I'm like gonna slowly stand up. The hole is up. covered, by the way, with just this large oak, yeah. with this large cyclops' body. Is there stuff down? Where am I? Uh, you are in the hold underneath the ship, uh, much in the same way that you guys had a shipping area mm -hmm. or like a a, uh, a storage area. It looks very much the same way, although not expertly moved around and stored like uh, you know that you and Calum had done previously. Bless. Um, I'm going to look for Grog. Okay. <laughs> the hunt for Grog continues here. <laughs> Uh, how far is the ship away? 
the ship at this point, because Olivier jumped over it, and she's just been maintaining course next to the two of you. Uh, okay, okay. Until eventually cool. members from her ship come over, uh, and they begin to uh, take up the sails and actually bring it to a stop uh, next to your guys' ship. Gwen, are you okay? Gwen, make an investigation her? check and a perception check. Investigation for Grog. Perception investigation. for friends. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, that's a nine. <laughs> okay. Perception is... Six. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. Every time I move this goddamn table, <laughs> shit goes wrong with my dice. I don't know what it is—the feng shui of this room, but needs to readjust. Okay, yeah, so right. yeah, uh, yeah. And then, what was your perception check? A six. Okay, no, you do not hear Corey calling for mm -hmm. you. Uh, and at this point, you're just going uh, through the underside of this ship, just room by room opening it up trying to mm -hmm. find yourself some grog mm -hmm. uh and you can hear and you can actually feel the ship kind of come to a stop uh it's no longer having that forward momentum you don't hear the waves breaking underneath you uh and you hear what, what sounds like uh wooden boards that are being laid from uh Olivia's ship onto this ship mm-hmm uh, and as you are looking through the rooms, uh, you end up finding what looks to be a large barrel, uh, that has been labeled Grog. I would like to carry it over my head and I would like to go up. I, I would like to think that there's a door that I could kick open onto oh, yeah. the deck. <laughs> and you just see... just trying to deadlift a cyclops. <laughs> you see when this door kicks open and then you see a barrel and then you see little Gwen walking over and she's going to walk across the planks, walk onto the ship, go down under the ship. And then you just hear a cork unpopping un <laughs> and then you hear the grog pouring. So Gwen, as you go to pour in the grog, uh, no liquid comes out. And instead, you hear what sound uh, like little muffled squeaks and voices. <gasps> I just said, nothing comes out. And she, you just hear, son of a bitch! <laughs> Wait, the fuck? And she's going to peek her little eye in the little hole. Okay, do you have dark vision? No. Of course not. No, no, no. no. Okay, uh, so you go to put your eye in the hole. Uh, <laughs> and as you do, you just see a little finger come out and <laughs> jab you real quick. One. And you hear uh, what sounds like uh, some quick scrambling on the inside, as well as uh, a, a set of hushed voices that all seem to be kind of like talking amongst themselves. Two. Uh, three. And at three, the lid to the barrel pops off and out spill what look to be four smaller lizard men uh, that all have what look to be these little wings on their backs. Guys, I'm Gern. And like one, like proudly, like creates a little stance and points to himself. Uh, that's Shu. That's Tivin. That's Malk. All 
right? Were you high? Were you, are you still always? No, we were hiding. We always uh, tell. We were always told to hide. Oh, well. Welcome to the. I don't know what this ship is called. You're on a different ship now. They all just kind of like look back at each other. Then Gurn looks forward. Do you have booze? Oh, do I. And he just puts his little hand out towards <laughs> you. <laughs> I nux him. And then I say, all right, here's the story. You guys were stowaways because if they find out you're pirates, they're going to turn you in and we're going to get a lot of money for it. I'm in a pissed off mood, but I like you guys. So let's just chill. All right. All right. And all four of them just kind of like hands hands in front of them. I'll just kind of clasp, just nodding in agreement mm-hmm. with you. And that uh, is where we are going to call it for this evening. Is Gwen meeting four new unlikely friends. What are they? They are winged kobolds. Oh. The Erd. <laughs> so they're my size. Yeah, they are they are okay. your size, possibly a little bit smaller. Uh, okay. It seems like, uh, if any of them, Malk is the tallest. And he's more of lengthier in the back. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, but I would like to say that is our adventure for the day. So thank you all for stopping by. I, I had a lot of fun with this boat battle. Had to kick it up a notch because y'all motherfuckers kill everything that I throw at you. So I figured, why not make it soups deadly? And you still kick the shit out of everything that I threw at you, so... You incapacitated two players right off the bat. Keep in mind, I, I literally had to voice. use every single spell slot I had. Yeah, so you're saying we've hit a good, happy medium. <laughs> yes, we could both All right. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has stopped by uh, and stuck with us through this adventure. Thank you so much to all of my players who put up with my bullshit weekly. Uh, and a special thank you to uh, to these four, these four wonderful, great individuals, such as RJ. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hi. I'm RJ here on the show, but you can find me at Twitter and Twitch at rjustice282, where I sometimes stream Overwatch with... Uh, one and two, no, no, one and two, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you can find me on the Tuesday night game, Water Dragon Deep, Water Heist. I was about to say Water Heist Dragon Deep. I mean, mm-hmm. that's close enough. As our Warlock Tiefling Hubris, and also on Saturdays on Put Restarters Channel as the Silent Sentinel Ajax. Yeah. Some shit went down. I'm sorry. <laughs> It was a fun game! All right. And LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Zombos. Um, I'm LB Hack'em Up. You can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, y'all know what I play because you'll listen to it. Um, and on Fridays at uh, 8 p.m., I'm on Pro Research Channel uh, doing a Birthright campaign where it's all sorts of games of Throne. And on Sundays, I'm on Encounter Roleplay's channel doing Fate System, where we are the young heroes of Fate. And uh, we didn't get to play last week, but uh, super excited for this week. Yes. Yeah. And Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi. You can find me here, which is great, because you're already here. 
Uh, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Cyberwolf1201, where I post random stuff, mostly ship posts, but also what I'm doing, like whenever I stream on twitch.tv slash Cyberwolf1201, uh, where I play video games badly and talk about the lore. And right now we're doing a, a wonderful, wonderful gauntlet of Breath of the Wild. So you should come check that out. Uh, for other uh, role-playing content, uh, you can. Where else am I? You can find me on Thursdays on Pro Restarters channel, uh, where I just debuted a new character, uh, Koyar, the human-looking Babby. Uh, I already said that he's a shifter, but just know I'm going very on-brand with this new character. Um, you can also check out uh, Open for Adventure. Uh, I'm not currently a player or do anything with the channel except help them out behind the scenes, and they're doing some really cool stuff right now, and you should check them out. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Let's talk about it. Just got a new episode. You can listen to me drunk ramble about stuff and things, uh, and hopefully new content will be coming at a point. Yes. some point a soon yeah. point hopefully yeah all right and danae I think where can we find you what do you do i'm danae keener you can find me at danaekeener.com it redirects to my art tumblr where you can see doodles from this game and also lots of tieflings sometimes sad tieflings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and also remember that i'm going to be running curse of strahd starting the 13th um and we're gonna try and blaze our way through death house and maybe there'll be death but there will also be a house certainly a house <laughs> death is a real maybe on that one all right death is a real maybe yes certainly in barovia i'm not antagonizing the dm before we start why would i do that um, would you mind not <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I am the Indoor Adventurer, but you probably knew that if you are already here. I stream Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Mondays, we have our amazing homebrew game with these lovely people, which, oh my god, I, I fucking love Mondays. And then Tuesdays is our Dragon Heist game, which uh, we are nearing uh, the halfway point in Chapter 4, so couple months. We might, uh, we might actually get through to the end of this module, which I'm very excited about because I love Waterdeep, but I also I want to see what happens. I want to know just as much as you guys. And then Wednesday, uh, for right now, uh, this Wednesday is going to be the finale of Never Wednesdays with my buddy Reeves as we are finishing Dark Souls 3. Uh, and since that is not going to take us three hours to do because uh, we are on like the last set of bosses uh, he and I are actually going to be playing a one-on-one -on -one RPG uh, called My Dead Friend which is about a necromancer and the creature that they summon for a variety of reasons it is a tabletop game that uses tarot cards instead of dice so I'm actually I'm quite interested to see how this game will play let me tell you. Uh, and then, of course, on the 13th, we're going to be starting our Curse of Strahd campaign. 
Uh, also, if you like uh, the people in this chat, you want to get to know them more, you can always subscribe to the channel using a Twitch Prime subscription, which is free for you. Uh, or you can get into uh, our channel via the Patreon and becoming a patron. Uh, and in doing so, you will get access to that Discord as well as adventures that I definitely write and will send out every month, even though I have... I was bad about last month, but I will write, I will fit this, send it out soon. I'll do it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and of course, we also have a merch store, which is in a link in the description of all of the media where you can find this, where you can get awesome shirts. Like our moon maidens, Olivia and Corey. You can get the real friends where the dragon's all along. Cyberwolf bought a mug earlier and he has been drinking out of the battle mug earlier we got a lot of good stuff and it's all very soft and very nice because i listened to rj about the material that i should use for the shirts it's quality i i i would like to say i guarantee it but i believe that's somebody else's catch line um also we have an after show after this so if you'd like to ask us questions and get those questions answered you can hear that in knights of the courtyard which we are going to be going into now 